After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome in the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reason Sports Network. Also, you can hear us every day, and you might be doing that right now, on the Nothing But Net channel on Dash Radio. If you're not, that is a good way to get us. Download the Dash Radio app, and then search for Nothing But Net. You'll find us every day, 10 to 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 8 a.m. Pacific. Also, check out 5reasonsports.com. That's our free website. We don't have a paywall, so you can find all of our stories. You find we can put a lot more up there lately than we have in the past. And also, our guy Brady Hawk is putting up all of the latest takeaways after every game and also everything from the Zoom press conferences, one of which our guy Alex Toledo is going to join in a second. Also, check out our great sponsors. That includes Biscayne Bay Brewing. You can find me tweeting with them during games. Um, you can find their Twitter account at Biscayne Bay Brew, but also you can find their beer all over South Florida. They're the official craft beer of Inner Miami, the Red Hot Miami Marlins, and Red Hot Five Reasons Sports Network. This is South Florida's actual independent brewery. Biscayne Bay is owned by local guys who employ people in this community to make their beer right here in South Florida. These guys are committed to our community and support Five Reasons Sports so we can keep bringing you all the local sports content that you can handle. If you care about supporting local business and drinking amazing beer, I'm going to have one of them after a podcast, maybe a couple. Grab their stuff. That's Marlins Lager, Miami Pale Ale, and Tropical Bay IPA at all major retailers throughout South Florida. It's the only beer we drink at Five Reasons Sports lately. And Matt Perdomo, we know you have the beer, so get it to us. And now, today's episode. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alvon Sydney, a.k.a. Alf954. Brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor, doing something a little bit different today. We're, we're kind of starting this episode before the game even ends. So we're doing this on Monday night, but it's become a blowout here in the fourth quarter. Today's floor plan, I've got Alex Salito. I've got Greg Sylvander. Alex, as I said, is going to be leaving for the Zoom calls, so we'll update you on all of that, I assume Alphonse Sidney might be joining us, but he might have had too many Biscayne Bay brews. All right, let's get let's get right to it, guys. Um, we were talking on the pregame, Greg, on our YouTube channel about how this was the game that the Heat were gearing up for. You know that they they held Jimmy out when Jimmy wanted to play in the last game. They held Goran out, and then in this game, he starts Eric Spolstra starts Goran Dragic, the guy he trusts to win a playoff game. He was aggressive from the start. We saw more aggressive Bam Adebayo. We saw Jimmy Butler put up big numbers even without shooting the ball well again. 
and we saw a flash from Derek Jones Jr. in the first half and another in the second half, which helped until Duncan Robinson got going, and he did get going in the third quarter. Your overall impressions of this win? I mean, I think that it was this, the closest that we've seen the team approach to a playoff game so far. The nine-man rotation was particularly um, something that I thought played to the heat strengths tonight because initially the bench got off to a bad start, but eventually as they kept churning out, they, they kind of grinded down Indy's depth and uh, you saw that, you know, Derek Jones Jr. Pop off the stat sheet and do some stuff there. Um, even, you know, even guys like Tyler hero started to round out the game as, as we went on, but ultimately this was a Jimmy game. I know everyone was watching for the Jimmy Butler, TJ Warren stuff. And um, it was really good to see him despite some shooting struggles, start to right the ship in the second half. Uh, still getting to the line. So um, I thought it was about as good a tune-up as we could have um, hoped for. And now it's all about kind of uh, rest and see where you end up and who you play uh, in a week. Alex, get to it. I mean, honestly, I, I agree with everything uh, Leif said there. I think it's been an amazing win. I love the Jimmy games, man. Those are some of my favorite games from this uh, Heat team is when Jimmy just kind of asserts himself as – oh, yeah, I'm the best player on the team. I'm the reason – I'm the biggest reason this team took this jump. And he took it personal tonight, man. He was he was over there guarding Warren. Warden was kind of cowering to the corner a couple of times, but he was firing off plenty. And they did a very good job, I think, containing Warren other than a couple wide-open looks that he had. I think he had a lot of difficult shots. I loved what Jimmy was doing. He was really uh, – honestly, there was only a couple shots there that I didn't like that Jimmy took. They were kind of forced, but they were. it was more end-of-shot clock stuff. Other than that, Jimmy was really getting to the rim and really forcing himself physically onto these guys and just making it known, yeah, I could still get to the bucket whenever I want to, and I'm either going to get to the free throw line or I'm going to get a bucket over you. It doesn't matter if I'm not hitting jumpers. Oh, and by the way, even though he did take a few, we saw him hit a couple tonight and, yeah. and, and that one little, you know, floater. So I'm very happy with what Jimmy did. I'm happy to see this Heat team play solid defense yet again. They uh, look so much better when they're healthy. It's just such a fully formed team. I'm, 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 this Pacers team is just so – they really don't scare me at this point after this one game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't right. want to read too much into it, but let, let's stay on Jimmy here for a second. And then, obviously, we got to touch on the Dragic decision. we got to get into Duncan, Jay, and some of the other guys. But there was this weird phenomenon this season where when Jimmy had five or fewer field goals made, they won. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's one of those strange trends. I remember asking Eric about it. It seems like months – well, it was months and months and months ago. It seems like years ago you know, about this trend. I mean, I, I know you don't want him to be inefficient from the field, but it's almost like when he's inefficient from the field, he's making more of an effort to get to the line and he's extremely efficient from the line. Like we don't talk enough about how well he shoots from the line at high volume um, yeah. for, for, for a guy who's not a good shooter these days, like it, it, right. And that's kind of why it makes me think that the problem with his jumper starts with his legs because mm -hmm. The, the form at the free throw line is fine. Like, he, I mean, you, you never even – I mean, there's been a couple games this year, but typically you're not that worried about him. He goes to the line, okay, that's two. Um, you know, and when he misses the offhand one, you're like, all right, he'll make the next two. I mean, he hasn't gone through prolonged slumps there. Like, sometimes even Dwayne went through those slumps. Like, yeah. Jim, Jimmy hasn't. But when he's inefficient from the field, it's like he feels a need to assert himself. I, I thought – a couple of things I thought he did. You mentioned clamping up T.J. Warren. And I do find it interesting that the, the focus on the Pacers has turned so much to TJ Warren that like Victor Oladipo was incredibly passive tonight. And 
it's like we don't even think about it because we just don't expect Victor to be what he was. But I'm going back two years and I'm starting to think. that looks like one foot out the door, folks. Well, is it one foot out the door or is he not the same guy? I mean, we've talked talked a lot about how, you know, you you look at C.J. McCollum's career and C.J.'s had, you know, six straight consistent strong seasons and Victor's only had one that was better than any of those six. Uh, And I'm just looking at Victor's numbers. And again, we're not totally done, but he's out. There's two minutes left as we're doing this. I mean, right now, tonight, he was four of nine from the field, three of five from three. I mean, scored 14 points, one assist, five rebounds, one steal, no blocks, four turnovers, like minus 18. Like he was okay, but like, there's no, he doesn't assert himself on the game. And and it almost felt like about his burst in general I, it doesn't look to me like it did now now i will say this about vic i saw vic in orlando for his rookie season uh for summer league i was there in orlando and he was the number two pick so everybody kind of wanted to see him and i've always noticed about vic he runs different than other players he's very hunched over like his back yeah. is hunched over. you know what i mean he's got a weird gait um so it's hard to tell sometimes because i always found him to be kind of deceptively quick because he doesn't look natural as a runner like other NBA players. It just stuck out to me right away. And when I watch him, I always see it. But, but two years ago, I mean, there was a, there was a burst, right? There was an aggressiveness. And, no, and he can dunk. I mean, like he, he's a mm-hmm. leaper. Like there's no doubt about that. And, and something that was interesting today is that there, there were times where I think it was Hero, but it could have been Hero and Dragic were um, matched up on a switch or whatnot or, or just straight up against um, Oladipo. And Oladipo kind of had him out on an island, and he mm-hmm. didn't just cross him up and go around him. Like, Jamal Crawford is 40-something, and he would probably do that to both of those guys right now. So to see Oladipo not necessarily take full advantage of that and get downhill quickly, it, there is something you know to monitor there, particularly for teams with max cap space to, uh, to invest. But, you know, you, you went through the Oladipo stat line. So let, let's just give a little bit of love to the TJ Warren stat line. Mm-hmm. In 28 minutes, mm-hmm. 5 of 14 from the field, 12 points. Mind you, this dude is getting 30 at the, in the bubble, it, fe- it feels like. 2 of 6 from 3, 5 rebounds, and essentially 4 fouls. He was, he was okay. But I feel like this was um, definitely- no. He was he was worse than okay. I, no assists, no steals, no blocks, no impact. I mean, there was no impact. Oh. I mean, he, I mean, he, he didn't he didn't have a free throw attempt. Uh, and, and I I know like again he he's he's not that type of player necessarily all the time. But they this was not you know ending insanity. It's not the same circumstance. It wasn't the same buzz, and it wasn't as total. Like I mean, I, I was sitting courtside for the Lynn game in Miami. And I have never seen a player look more frightened from the very beginning of the game to the very end. He could not breathe. He couldn't breathe. Like Chalmers and Cole. so much fun. Oh, I mean, Chalmers and Cole just decided, like, okay, that's it. If we're going to play one game the whole year, it's this one. And they were so tired of hearing about it, all of the whole team. He, they suff- I've never seen a player of some skill level suffocated to make look like he was a high school player like they did to Lynn. They didn't do that to TJ today. They just reduced TJ Warren to what we used to think TJ Warren was. That's all. Cash considerations, baby. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, I mean, that's, that's basically it. And it does seem like Jimmy, I guess, circled it to a degree. Um, it's probably how they got him to back off playing in the last game. We'll get you in the next one, Jimmy. And, and he did focus on it, but so yeah, no doubt. And, and it's something we're going to talk a lot about because they're going to draw off the Pacers in the first round. It's pretty clear. 
And I mean, unless the Pacers fall out behind Philly, but I'm not expecting that. And we should, we should update too. This, this gets the Heat's magic number to one, right? Or is it to avoid the six or did Philly play today? I don't even, I don't even know. No, I think Philly plays tomorrow. Um, they are against, bear with me here, they are against the Phoenix Suns, who definitely you know, need a win. So that'll be an interesting matchup. But essentially, now we're down to a Philly loss or another Heat win, and you're secure at four or five. Um, and probably trending Phoenix more Suns. toward four. You know? Yeah. So yeah, those unbeatable Phoenix like Suns. You got. I think we're. I think the Heat are going to get there, man. I think they're going to. We're going to. They're going to be safely away from the six. Very. A soon. couple other updates that we should get to. The final score, one fourteen to ninety two, is in. Uh, Jimmy Butler is in the winner's circle, and I can also report that there were five or six Miami Heat players surrounding Victor Oladipo at half court after the uh, final buzzer. Did, did you notice too? And I want to let Alex in because he's got to run to the Zoom calls. Did you notice too? I, I did tweet it. It was so obvious. Jimmy was on the floor by the free throw line and it wasn't even Vic who knocked him down I don't think and Vic walked over to him to make sure he he was the only pacer to make sure he extended a hand and Jimmy took it Jimmy wouldn't have taken it from other guys he took it for Vic it is just obvious like dude like Victor Oladipo is in the Heat's DMs it's it's Drew Holiday also at this Heat game I'm sure it's got nothing to do with the two brothers playing on the Pacers no more to do with the Heat no, nothing at all. They're all they're all tr- <laughs> they're all trying to get there. All right, final thoughts because I want to let you go, Alex, and we may bring Alf in here too. Um, but I, I mean, your overall. I, let, let me give you a couple of players' performances today, I, and and you sort of comment on them. First thing, when did Tyler Hero end up with seventeen? How the hell did that happen? That I was, was going to say that I'm surprised. As you we were talking, mentioned. he was he was going crazy, hitting threes, open wide open threes. All right, so uh, he went off the garbage. But let, I mean, let's get to at the, the end of the day. He was he was over there scoring at the rim and getting these little crafty finishes, and he looks as comfortable as ever. And we actually we did see more of time with that lineup of uh, Hero out there with Duncan, Jimmy, and Bam. We saw it with Crowder as the fifth guy, I think. And I, I'm still, like, really in love with that lineup. If you're talking about just this T-team, I think it proved, you know, it's really hard, it's really hard to guard when you're talking about this roster. I, I just don't see the obvious uh, defense there. Whereas, like, without those multiple shooters, maybe they're not as effective since none can't do the same type of playmaking stuff and the same size zero. I think more points for me there. And I'm going to give myself some credit here, for, too, for Derek Jones Jr. as the roller. I was battering that all year, and I, I feel vindicated, man. Derrick Jones Jr., as, the, as a rolling threat when the team goes kind of small, it's just tough to guard, man. If you don't have a big on the back line and you're running the pick and roll with Dragic, they play up on him a little bit. Derrick Jones Jr. is getting that done, and that's, that's one that Dragic can't mess up. That's one lob you well, can't mess up there. Well, he didn't mess you- up any of them tonight, and, and, and that's the other thing I want to get to before you go. I, I want to focus on Dragic here a little bit. Because the, so you, you good, mentioned man. it, he looked you, great. You, you mentioned it that Hero got those minutes because he replaced Dragic. So essentially, he became a de facto second starter for a few minutes with that that starting group of Adebayo, Butler, Crowder, and Robinson. Uh, Dragic was five of sixteen from the field. He struggled a little with the shot, one of six, only one free throw, and he missed it. So his shot was off, but six rebounds, nine assists, um, and a plus twenty-two. Scored eleven points in thirty minutes. I mean, let's let's get to the obvious topic here. Is was this a one game thing, in your opinion, where it's we got to get this win? I'm going to start Goron, um, so. or or have they decided? Or have they decided what what? I, I will say I said before everything started, before mm-hmm. Hero took over, which is that Goran Dragic was going to be trusted by Eric Spolster in the bubble. It's a tournament like setting. He's going to be great in this format. 
and Eric's going to hand him the ball and let him go. And maybe that was what they were looking to do all along, and they just couldn't because he rolled the ankle. I, I'm, you know, that's why they waited and put Hero in there. Who, who is starting game one of the, of the playoffs against this that's, team? That's really tough to say at this point. I hope not. I, you already know how I feel about I, I really let Dragic off the bench. And I feel vindicated in that, too, because I thought he looked good. If you're talking about just the way that he was uh, moving, the way that he was navigating the floor, especially in that bench lineup, him and Derek, again, that pick and roll uh combination was very good for them and was helping their offense out when they couldn't hit threes there for a while but at the end of the day I think Dragic as you saw didn't shoot well and I think that's something that's going to happen more more often than when he plays off the bench and I think I, I just think like you know you're going up against Brogdon and Oladipo in the backcourt it's just not very I mean that's a pretty big backcourt when you're talking about six four guys who are mobile and Oladipo isn't there 100 I just don't think it's a fair matchup for him I would like to see him come off the bench again. And to be fair, it's not like he didn't play with that bench unit a lot. He did. So all of this may be kind of moot. But I wouldn't be surprised if he just kind of went back to Kendrick Nunn to, to preserve Dragic off the bench and what he provides there. And I think he's more he's maximized better in that way, just like Kendrick Nunn would look better in the starting lineup than coming off the bench. Greg, I mean, again, it's not who we think should start because I think we've all kind of bounced around on this, although I think all three of us have kind well, of – Well, you didn't see – I didn't even mention Tyler Hero here. Well, well, no, that's what I'll get to. So, I mean, Greg, who, who, who do you think he will start? Not, not he, that's what I just pulled on Twitter. Not who do you think he should start, but who do you think he will start? Which of those three guards? This is such a tough question, um, and I'm probably <laughs> going to overthink it. So, so here's, here's how it goes, and I can never give you a short answer, but I'm going to try. I think that the best option and who Spolstra uh, will go to um, is Goran Dragic ultimately, I think, ahead of Hero and Kendrick Nunn. But there's just some lingering thought deep in the gut that I can't, uh, that I can't shake it since Alf mentioned it uh, earlier on the pregame show, and that is maybe this was just holding Kendrick's spot, and he's going to stick with his guy who was you know, uh, productive throughout the wow. season. And, and, and maybe this is just going to be that you see none get inserted and have a quick hook. And that's how we handle this going forward. Alex, I mean, if, if he does that, I mean, I mean I, I'm how, very how disappointed that Leif didn't say Tyler Hero there, but. <laughs> that's funny. I do guts check and hope, and hope traffic Tyler Hero, and then I completely <laughs> pivot away from it. That's very customary of me. No, but I agree. I agree, though. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to that, again, for the same reasons I said before. I think he, he, he fits like a glove in the starting lineup. I think Hero, that's the card that I feel like they're going to go to more often in the playoffs when things get tough. Because, I, again, the size, the playmaking, I think, is a – like, none, whatever he gives you attacking the basket, I feel like it doesn't come that often to say that Hero isn't more effective, but none is just a better fit. I think he, he would be more inefficient coming off the bench and having to kind of create his own shot uh off the bench without a Dragic out there right whereas opposed to him as a starter he's playing off of Jimmy and Bam I feel like he needs those playmakers next to him so I think he's I, I have a feeling he's going to end up starting still I think it makes but a lot of sense the, but Alex if he's the fourth guard all right if 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 it turns out now that he's the fourth guard there might not even be that many minutes for the fourth card with the way that Spolster typically shrinks the rotations in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you beat well, me to it. We, we may just be talking about Dragic, Hero, and, and, uh, and excuse me, and, and, now I'm losing my mind. Uh, Dragic, Hero, and Robinson. And if that's the case, 
then, you know, you got 96 minutes there approximate because you can play small, you can play guys together, but you got about 96 minutes approximate. And he's the so, new Myers Leonard. He's going to just play the first and third quarters, maybe a little bit more. And then, well, but he, so but he tried that though. He, he, Alex, he tried that. I mean, he, he was playing none, basically, you know, a, a first quarter stint, a third quarter stint. And, you know, he wasn't, he went back to him a couple of times, but the productivity wasn't there. And again, look, Kendrick's been dealing with other things. Hopefully he was able to, to clear his mind. And I do think he can play a role for this team, just like I think Myers can play a role for this team. But I think what you saw tonight, one of the things we've talked about is, okay, if they shrink the rotation and if Nunn is not a starter, then you're basically deciding between DJJ and Nunn as the ninth. And I think what you saw today, and I'm not saying it'll happen all the time, but that DJJ provides something different. It, it's not, he's not better than Kendrick at some things. He's clearly not yeah. a better shooter. He's not You're a better right. scorer, but he gives you length. He gives you energy. He the gives you vertical way. spacing. And okay. against Indy, against Indy, that's really vital because this is not a team that shoots a lot of threes. They kind of want to play an old school style of battle. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game. I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Miami Heat. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Basketball, so when you have a, a, a high-flying DJJ, it just it, it can kind of get the pace up. And, and they don't I think have a that's what big. the Heat want to do. Correct, exactly. So there's no rim protection. So I feel like this is a series where DJJ may end up being that ninth guy, and then the next round, it ends up being K-Nun or something like that. Yeah, I don't know if Derek's going to be as effective uh, versus Giannis and the Lopez twins, uh, whereas off the bench, he's playing versus the likes of Ralph Sampson as, their, as the Pacers uh, backup big. 
I, I think that would make a lot of sense for them Wait, to Ralph play more. Wait, Ralph Sampson? Okay, on that note, on that Is note, it Ralph? It's not Ralph it, Sampson? It, it, it's, oh, what am I talking about? It's Ralph Sampson, the Rockets guy. Player college basketball oh before my. you board. How did Ralph Sampson sound old. <laughs> That's a good time for Alf to get in. Oh, Alf, well, listen, now, now you're, now you're Alex, talking my language. Wow. Yeah, Alex, go to the Zoom calls. I'm subbing you out. You had, you had, you, you, you had a three for 13 first half. Uh, but no, thanks, Alex, for joining us. Alf, bring you in here. Uh, let's just get your raw – I mean, you've had a couple minutes to think about it. Your sort of your raw opinion of what happened tonight. Um, what I saw happen is you saw a team that w- – w- I think the Heat finally locked in tonight. And I, 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 we were saying before the game, this is just like an extension of the playoffs. And you saw a team completely locked in. Defensively, they reached a different level tonight. Held a team in the bubble under 100, which doesn't happen a lot. Uh, the offense has been it's been crazy in, in Orlando. So they held the team under 100 tonight. Uh, Jimmy Butler did Jimmy Butler things, right? He got to the line a ton. You'd like to see him shoot a little bit better from the field. But, listen, you'll take this game from Jimmy Butler. Like, if he can just get to the line that much and score the, that many points while only hitting five field goals, you'll take it. You you want to see a little bit more from Bam. Um, but overall, like, th- everyone did what they were supposed to do. And uh, the first half was a little bit disappointing offensively. But what, what, you, what you want to see from the Heat, in my opinion, is you want to see them lock in defensively because at some point the threes are going to start to fall. And I saw Leif say this on the timeline, that there, there's there's always a three-point barrage coming at mm-hmm. some point. So if they, can hold it, if they can hold the fort defensively, at some point in the game, they're going to unleash from three and they're going to put the game out of reach. And you saw that kind of happen tonight. Well, and the Heat, or excuse me, the Pacers were the best shooting team by field goal percentage in the league this year, first at almost 48%. And uh, tonight, they're all the way down. Where do they finish? At 39%. So, I mean, the, the Heat defense was there. Yeah, it, it was there. And the other thing you mentioned, and then we're going to come back with some, some forward-thinking thoughts after the break. The other thing you mentioned was Duncan Robinson. And, and I think it's so obvious now that when this team struggles to free him at a certain point, they make a decision. And particularly after what happened in the Toronto game, they made a decision coming out of halftime. We're getting him looks. I mean, he was hunt, not just hunting shots. Like, like he had the first one, but there was another sequence early in the third quarter where they literally shut off his angles three straight times. And he kept looking for a shot like they, there was obviously a tap on the shoulder at halftime that says get your shots up okay figure out a way to get your shots up figure out a way to get him the ball and you looked at it at one point I don't know where it ended up but Duncan was a plus 25 uh he ended up plus 24 which was best on the team and like if you watch the game you you can see why it's just it's just like the floor is tilted when he's out it's, there but it's, it's only tilted so- when he keeps shooting it's got to be so much fun to be Duncan Robinson because like he, there has to be a part of him that understands how vital he is to all this. And the fact that he has probably the greenest light in the history of heat um, basketball. Like, so it, it, it's got to be a lot of fun to, uh, to launch 10 threes and everyone in the locker room says you should have got up 12. <laughs> yeah. And I think they're getting there with Jay Crowder too. We haven't talked about, and we will after the break, but he was four of six from three and one of the missed threes, by the way, he's shooting over 62% from three in the bubble. 
62% from three. One of the missed threes uh, was he jacked it up at the end of a, you know, to beat the buzzer um, from 60 feet. So he was basically four or five from three today. But before we get to the rest of the episode, I want to tell you about another great sponsor, Five Reasons Sports Network. That's our friend, Dr. Jonathan Chung at Keystone Chiropractic, where you are aware that Florida is a no-fault state. That means if you're in an accident, no matter who's at fault, your insurance company is responsible for paying for your medical care. In Florida, you got only 14 days after an accident to see a doctor to report an injury. After that time, you're responsible for your own medical bills. So make sure you get checked by a licensed health professional. If you suspect that you got hurt, even if you think your injuries are minor, get some more health tips like this and more by following at Keystone Neuro, that's K-E-Y-S-T-O-N-E-N-E-U-R-O or at Dr. Jonathan Chung on Twitter and Instagram. Also check out the website, chiropractickeystone.com. All right, want to get to a couple more players with you guys, and then we're going to get to what they do going forward here. Uh, I mentioned Jay Crowder. One of the other things about Jay that I just love watching, and he had eight rebounds and four assists and two steals tonight, so and a block. So he was all over the place, plus the 14 points on eight attempts, is that guy runs out on more shooters than any Heat player I've ever seen. Like, he recovers – and runs out. I'm not saying he always gets out to the shooter, but the effort, the motor, um, it, it, it just seems like the type of guy that's supposed to just not going to take out very often. Listen, and I said this on Twitter, if, if Jay Crowder can pick up guys like uh, Victor Oladipo going forward, you know, I, I don't think it's something that you're, you're looking for him to do, but if he can do that, what it does to free them up defensively and, and, it gives them a different look than just just saying Jimmy Butler go out and and, and uh, guard the best guy every single night and wear yourself out defensively where your offensive game suffers. That's huge, right? Game like, changer. Yeah, yeah, like it's huge if a guy like Jay Crowder can pick up a guy like Victor Oladipo, like, and he did a really really good job on him tonight, and then made them pay on the other end. That's the other thing. It's not, and Derrick Jones Jr. had a great game tonight, and I think this is just a matchup that he can flourish in. But Jay Crowder, where um, it, it, he you don't lose anything offensively from having him on the floor. And if he can pick, if he can pick up a guy like Victor Oladipo and make him work for everything and free Jimmy Butler and kind of hide a Goran Dragon to Tyler Hero, a Kendrick Nunn, like that's huge for the Heat. It really is. Sometimes when I watch Jay play, it, it almost reminds me of – um, some hybrid UD James Posey player. Like he brings like some of both of what they brought to, to you know, I'm not going to go as far as to say he's UD. Like don't, let's stop right there. But just the way he approaches the game, the fact that he's so aggressive at all times and gives you something on both ends. I mean, it's just, he's, the, he's a Miami Heat player. Yeah. And it's just I'm remarkable because I go back to when we talked about the trade that night and we spent about Alf. You and I did it. Um, I remember I was I was sick. I was coughing my way through it. And we were we were trying to you know make sense of the Justice Winslow trade and everything that went on with it. And we spent about four times as much time on Andre Iguodala as we did on Jay Crowder. And I'm not diminishing what Andre's done because I thought Andre had a really good stint tonight. But what Jay Crowder has given them, I mean, he's shooting 60 percent from three in That's the bubble insane. on high volume. And it's not like you look at his shot and you're like. I mean, obviously, he's not going to stay up at that level. There's no way. No. I mean, I mean there's right? Some, there's some but, regression coming. But, but, but it's just remarkable that he's continued to do it. I want to get to a couple more players, and, and then we're going to uh, check out of here by kind of looking forward here 
Um, we, we talked a little bit about Derek Jones, Jones Jr. already. I, I, I want to I get into Bam's game today um, because I, I feel like what Bam did at the beginning of the game, Heat fans are going to have to be okay with. There, there's going to be some game. He only played 22 minutes today, by the way. Um, but there's going to be some games where he just is a little clunky but he continues to be aggressive. And I felt like that was the, even though he only had four free throws tonight, he was four of 10 from the field, ended up with 10 points. He did have nine rebounds, four assists, three blocks. He was terrific defensively. And I, I just feel like when he's aggressive early, even if the shots are not going down, it, it sets a tone that one of their all-stars is here, you know, yeah. on offense. And can you got to have it. You, you, you have to have it from Bam. I, if he's going to um, barrel towards the basket a couple times, a little out of control or take an off-balance shot that maybe um, he wouldn't normally take uh, because he's so conscientious of that kind of stuff, you need that from Bam. Like, this is a whole thing. This is what will unlock some of that. So it's almost like a situation where there's going to be circumstances where it has to get worse before it gets better. And then all of a sudden it will click and he won't have these stretches where he starts out that way, but you needed him aggressive. And ultimately tonight, they just didn't need him. I mean, when you have Derek Jones Jr. nine of 11 from the field, he's essentially doing the BAM stuff from a dunking perspective. So, uh, you know, BAM went and did some other things. And when he's impacting the game that way and being so good defensively, there were a couple times where some guards got switched out on him. I think Brogdon was one and uh, he did not get to the rim. So, I mean, ultimately BAM was BAM, but there, I, I will say this about his scoring games and the up and down play that we've seen offensively, particularly as we get deeper and deeper into the playoffs, the magnifying glass is going to be kept. It's just going to get turned up on this because, you know, Adebayo is an all-star now and he's starting mm -hmm. to earn that. And he has a big paycheck coming his way soon and he deserves all of that. He's earned it. But um, with that comes heightened expectations. So it's something to watch. Definitely this playoff run. I will say this, like I, I, I'm not worried about Bam offensively, right? 22 minutes. Um, he scored 10 points like that. That's fine to me. Like his defense was, was incredible. But what I will say is the heater at their best when the stat lines look like they did tonight, right? Where you're not relying on anybody too heavily or you're not, you, the offensive load isn't on one guy's shoulders. Like you had seven guys in double figures led by uh, Jimmy Butler at 19 points and he didn't even play over 30 minutes. So nobody scored over 20 points, and the Heat blew out the Pacers. The Pacers have been one of the best teams in the bubble. Like, the Heat are at their best where you don't know when the, where the offense is coming from. So, to me, I agree with you, Ethan. Like, you want to – it doesn't matter as much if Bam hits those shots. It's the, the aggressiveness. Like, he shot at least three elbow jumpers. I don't think he made a single one. But those are – you want to see him take those shots. You want him take – you want to see him take runners in the lane – and but at but at the same time for the heat to be successful like you cannot rely on bam out of bio's offense like if you're relying on his offense you're probably going to lose that game but i i think you're right about something alf here and I, and i i think we have to look at this heat team a little differently than other heat teams their their two biggest stars are not necessarily going to be their biggest scorers and, and I, that that's a different thing for fans to get used to i mean there right. were a lot of games this year where kendrick nunn led them in scoring you know, whereas, you know, obviously Bam and Jimmy were making more of an overall impact, but Kendrick Great was point. providing that offense. It's just a different team. Most teams are led, you know, you watch Portland, right? And that's Dame Lillard's team. Like, I, he, he is going to make his imprint on every possession offensively. You know, Harden and Westbrook in, in, uh, in Houston. 
but the Heat are not built like that. Their, their two best players are sort of inherently unselfish. They're both can be a little awkward offensively. Neither of them trusts his jumper. Okay. But it's just all the other things. And so I think what happens is when they're kind of wrecking balls, just because they're aggressive, Jimmy's in the post and pounding people in the post. Okay. And, and looking for cutters and looking for shooters and bam is, is rolling the rim and doing those guys. We're going to see bursts from different players. And, and I think that's the way this thing is designed. And when you look at seven guys in double figures today, you know, you're going to see a Tyler hero burst. You're going to see a lot of Duncan Robinson burst. You saw a DJJ burst today. You're going to see some Jay Crowder burst, you know, and, and obviously Dragic, that's what he does. That's what he's made his career on. That's how he launched his career against the San Antonio Spurs when he was still in Phoenix, right. Was with a burst. Um, that's, that's how this team is built. And I think that's one of the reasons guys that it's been hard for the national media to get their arms around this team. It's, it's a challenge to kind of look at their team Every other team is easy to figure out. If Kawhi and Paul George play well, the Clippers are going to win, right? And they're going to do that a lot with their scoring as well as their defense. With the Heat, Bam and Jimmy might have single-figure scoring games, might impact the game more than anybody else on the team. Duncan might go for 27. Hero might go for 23. Dragic 17, and they still win. And There's I a lot of intangibles. Uh, mm -hmm. Screen assists, dribble handoff. Well, dribble handoff also result in an assist, but a lot of times it's a hockey assist. Like, there's a lot of things that these guys do, and then as you're watching as a Heat fan, and you're used to this team, and you see them doing it, and you're like, oh, my God. Like, what, they're having an amazing game. Like, we just talked about Andre Godala played tremendously today, and he didn't score a single point. Yep. You know? Yeah, I yeah, mean, it's, like, it's funny. He was 0-4 from the field. I, and it's like, I looked at his stat line. I'm like, well, there's nothing there. But when I watched him... I was like, okay, he helped tonight. And you're right. That's, that's what they're about. Right, we got to close. So I, I got two quick things for you guys. Uh, the first thing is the Oladipo stuff keeps coming. I mean, there was after the game, everybody's tweeting it out. He, 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 Victor keeps leaving his teammates after games to hang out with Heat players. I, I don't know if he's sending a sign to his current spouse, basically, the Pacers, that he's, he's on his way out the door. I don't, it's weird, right? Isn't it weird? I mean, I know that we're in a different era where it's very buddy-buddy and these guys have all played AAU ball together and there's all of those dynamics. So, I mean, we don't want to go overboard, but it does look like Depot has been – I mean, we knew how connected he was to Wade. We know that there's ties to, um, you know, Jimmy in certain ways. And um, he just was particularly chummy with Bam, which I didn't necessarily see that previously. Um, and we've talked about Bam kind of being a magnet to, to other players and just all that lining up with that 2021 space and the stuff about the Pacers not wanting to spend money. There's just, I mean, too much smoke for there to not be fire. Yeah, it, it's just, it seems so obvious. All right, let's get to the last part of this. You got two games left, OKC, which is playing for seeding in the West, but they're kind of in a weird spot because I feel like they're trying to avoid Houston and lose, and drop to six. Um, so I don't know if they're going to play to win in that particular game. Uh, you know, obviously the, they, their guards would give the Heat's, Heat problems if they were all playing, but we don't know that they're all going to play. Then you got the, got the last one against Indiana. We said before this game, if you win this one, you can shut it down, basically. Is that what you do? Just stagger guys, maybe rest some of them in the, this game and some of them in the last game? I think you watch what happens with Philly tomorrow uh, with Embiid out. Uh, if they lose, right, you – I think you do – I don't think you sit guys, right? I think you just play guys limited minutes. And we have, we kind of saw it already tonight. Like, I mean, the Heat blew out the Pacers, um, but nobody played over 30 minutes, right? So 
where I think we we already saw the conservative the conservative playing time tonight um uh before before anything has been decided but if if the sixers lose tomorrow to to fight for a four seed where <laughs> when the home matter. court advantage no, it doesn't, doesn't yeah. matter no it, it, it would be absolutely silly like yeah, uh, i mean your 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 key guys should be playing under 20 minutes the last two games if the sixers lose now if the sixers win uh you got to try to win on wednesday right right um you just to keep them honest so but the Sixers aren't going to win, are they? I mean, they're playing a Phoenix team that's playing for their lives right now. They've got – I, I, I mean, the well, Heat almost beat that team but, without Jimmy Butler and Goran well, Dragic. There's yeah. two things, though. The Sixers play Phoenix um, tomorrow, but then they also play Toronto uh, on a second night of a back-to-back against – so at 6.30. So the Heat game uh, versus the Thunder is at 8 p.m., and the Raptors Sixers game is at six thirty. So there's but, but the Raptors the Raptors have pretty much shut people down. I mean, they didn't play a lot of guys tonight against the Bucks. I it's hard to evaluate it, but I I think you're safe. I, that that's my thought is I think you're safe. Um, you know, my you, vote it, is shut them all down. I think that you should not take any chances because yeah. the worst thing ever would be any one of these guys to tweak something all of a sudden. So the one I'd shut down first is Goron. I I just think yep. you're, you're you're rolling the dice with him. I. You got the game out of him you want. He, you know, he showed he can be your starting point guard again if you need him to be. And I, to me, you tell Goran, take, take a five-day rest for your body. And can, can we put Duncan Robinson in a shark cage or bubble wrap or something <laughs> like that, please? <laughs> He's indestructible. Alex, you're back for the calls. We've got like uh, 30 seconds. Give me your takeaway. Uh, my takeaway is that Goran and Derrick Jones Jr. really love playing for each other. They both lit up when asked about each other in that pick-and-roll combination. Uh, my other takeaway is the Heat are looking very positive about the games going forward, and they seem very confident, man, I got to say. Well, that's, look, this is the game they wanted when they got into the bubble. I don't think the three and three matters. I think they secured what they needed to secure. The three seed was always a long shot to get to Boston. We knew that. You know, they got in this matchup. They kind of knew they were going to be playing the Pacers or the, or the Sixers and that the Bucks would be after that if they got there, and here we are. I think the only shame of it is that the Heat were such a good home team this year. They probably would have been the four seed. Um, they might have even been the three seed if they'd gotten to play out their real schedule because it was so soft before it got restructured. And those home games would have been fun. I mean, I, I think they would have been a lot of fun. With this team, um, it's one of, one of the – it's not the biggest shame of COVID. There are much, 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 much bigger shames than that. But it's something that, uh, that would have been cool to watch. All right, for Alex, me – Greg and Alf. Um, we'll be back this week. I did sit down uh, for a while. Al- Alex did too with Tim Bontemps of ESPN.com. Uh, and we're going to air that, even though we recorded today, we're going to air that uh, in the next 24 hours. And we'll be back uh, after the Wednesday Oklahoma City game. Have a great day, great night, great whatever. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.